Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. for the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch. Also, get that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. And the Smart Speaker Listenership brought to you by South Point Financial Services. We've got Road Dog. He's producing on the road today. DT in the house, Sean Nerney ready to go. And I forgot what day it was today. I was thinking, okay, we got Mort coming on today. No, it's not Wednesday, it's Tuesday. And hold on here, DT. So, second month of the year, 22nd day of the month, and it's 2022. So, a lot of twos going on today. Yeah, that's 2 22 22. So you could do it backwards or forwards, yeah, and it would they, be the same thing. I believe they call that a palindrome, yes. 2 22 either way you look at it. All right, I'll, I'll all go week. with that, yeah. I'll, next week, tomorrow will be 2 so you could do that forward and backwards. Number two. Yeah, two seems to be the big number today. On a Tuesday. So let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Take. All right, the big take today, Kirby Smart needs a new offensive line coach. Quick. Spring football starts in less than three weeks. Matt Luke resigned yesterday to, and I quote, spend more time with his family. And let me start with this. Thank you, Matt Luke, for doing an outstanding job as a Georgia man, as the Bulldogs offensive line coach. Because when Sam Pittman left for that head job at Arkansas, my first reaction was, there's no way they can replace Sam Pittman. And then Matt Luke showed up, stepped in, and there was little or no drop-off in recruiting or getting these big boys coached up on the field. The boys at the coffee shop, they were voicing the opinion that this was all about money. And their follow-up was, isn't it always about the money? Luke made $900,000 last season, the second highest paid offensive line coach in college football. And reportedly, Kirby offered him a small raise coming off the national championship game. Now at Ole Miss, Matt Luke was making, uh, the salary was over $3 million dollars. Making some good money at Knoxford. I don't believe this has anything to do with the money. I believe that it's all about the grind. The grind is real for these college football assistant coaches. Big time power five assistant coach working 12 to 16 hours a day with roughly two weeks vacation per year. And then you bookend it year after year after year after year. And as I understand it, Coach Matt Luke, borderline burnout 
is what he was facing. Putting in so many hours at work that his family, his wife and his two boys suffered because of it. You walk in the door, you, you bump into the family, and they say, who are you? We don't recognize you. You hadn't been home lately. And all I know now is that Kirby needs a new offensive line coach, and he needs one fast. Kirby's smart, too. As I know Kirby, he's a guy that likes to be in charge. And right now... Kirby is having a difficult time being in charge because he's got all these defections on the coaching staff. Fourth assistant coach to exit the program since winning the national championship. Lanning left to Oregon. A day left. Hankton left. Now Luke is gone. And so Kirby is spending most of his time right now Trying to figure out who he replaces these coaches with. And let me just tell you this, too. Kirby Smart coming off the uh, being mentored by Nick Saban over at Alabama. Saban has this reputation of working these assistant coaches down to a nub. And you know what? He's got no problem bringing them in because most of these guys that I know that I've spoken with will say, look, I can do that for a couple of years. But long-term, no way. So these coaches coming in on that Alabama staff, they're happy to be there for a couple of years, and they work those long hours. They put in the overtime work, and then they're able to get a bigger and better job. But Saban's working them hard. And that's what Kirby saw. And that's what Kirby learned over in Tuscaloosa. And he's doing the same thing in Athens. He's working these guys long hours. Folks, the grind is real in Power 5 college football as an assistant coach. Matt Luke was fortunate in that he's got money stashed. The money that came from Ole Miss. When they fired Matt Luke, he got that payout. And he's able to stash that money. And now he's able to take a year or two away from the game, away from the grind. That's what he's doing. And I think, too, when Kirby is hiring these other assistant coaches and when you see these coaches that maybe come in there for a year and then they're gone, maybe it's the work ethic. Are you willing to put in those 16-hour days? Can you work hard enough? And I bet that's one of the things Kirby looks at when he's looking at hiring these assistant coaches. And he'll look at this when he hires a new offensive line coach. All right, can you recruit? Can you check that box? He's a good recruiter. Can he coach the guys up that are already on campus, X's and O's wise? Can you check that box? And then is this guy going to grind it out? Can you check that box? Does he have a reputation for being a hard worker? Because if not, probably not going to end up on Kirby's staff. The grind is real. You know, I heard another story here recently, too, where there was a, there was a staff member at Georgia that has recently stepped away. And there was a story that was circulating that he he came home uh, one day recently before he left. He, he got home, and he walked in, and his wife was in tears. And she told him, the money's good, 
but I can't do this alone. I need help. Can't raise the children on my own. We never see you. You're never here. You're working all the time. The grind is real. All right, let's talk a little college football alliance, man. Are you on top of this alliance thing? We spoke about it yesterday, about the reason why we didn't expand the college football playoffs from 4 to 12. And I gave you three reasons why. And I want to add another one today is this alliance that was formed back in August of 21 after Texas and Oklahoma, the news broke, they were joining the SEC in the future. The alliance is the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. And they made a commitment to collaborating from that point forward. Collaborating on the future of college football, the leadership of college football, the challenges facing college football. And taking care of these three Power Five conferences was up at the top of the list. The alliance. We're going to stay together, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12, and we're going to take care of each other. Because right now it looks like the uh, SEC and uh, the SEC is trying, they're trying to get out front, brother. Leave everybody else in the dust. The super conference. ACC doesn't want to be left behind. Neither does the Pac-12. The alliance is real. And the alliance was totally against expansion, going from 4 to 12. They're the ones to blame. If you're a little upset, you're not going to see the 12-team playoff for at least four years. You can blame it on the alliance. The alliance is simply seeking a better deal. And so they voted no. Looking for a better deal, brother, aren't we all? I'm looking for a better deal. How about you, Nernie? Looking for a better deal? Yeah, maybe. Let's get to a Buck Belushi Show headline brought to you by our friends at Grease Monkey. And we spoke about this yesterday, too, one of the big stories coming out of the weekend. Michigan head basketball coach Jawan Howard has been suspended. And the headlines were suspended for the rest of the season. And you go, oh, wow, he's, he's suspended for the rest of the year. And then you realize, well, there are only like five games left. So it's a five-game suspension for Jawan Howard. Fine $40,000, chump change, for what he's making. He apologized, and he said it was unacceptable on what he did, landing a right hand on that Wisconsin assistant coach that was charging him, and no telling what he was screaming at Juwan Howard. And you know what? Krabenhoff, the Wisconsin assistant coach, he wasn't suspended. He wasn't even fined. And he threw some gasoline on that fire, this Krabenhoff. He got off easy. I still believe Juwan Howard should have been fired. There's a trend here with Howard. Can't control his emotions. And as a head coach, one of the top programs in the country, you don't need a coach that can't control his emotions. Because you can see what happens. Next thing you know, you got your team mixing it up with their team. The head coach is hitting somebody upside the head. Craziness. Juwan Howard looks like he's going to survive this, though. Headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. It's done fast. It's done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com. 
for sp uh, store locations and special offers. And we appreciate Grease Monkey very much. All right, coming up, I've got my hands on Kirby's offensive line coach A-list, and I'm going to share that with you coming up next. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Let's get it started. Everybody here. Every Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Let's get into it. Get started. Get started. Get started. Let's get it started. Started Buffalo Show here on the fan Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. It is 2-22-22 today. And the chili dip open sold out. Coming up on Friday, man, I am stoked. I am ready to go. This year's big first golf tournament, chili dip open at Bears Best, sold out. We want to thank everyone that signed up to play. Benefits First Team Metro Atlanta coming up on Friday at Bears Best and Swanee. And it's brought to you by Ghost Coast Distillery, The Stuff Matters, The Haug Law Group, Beaver Toyota, Tito's, Handmade Vodka, Georgia Hemp Company, Corona, and the great people there at the PGA Tour Superstore. Uh, news coming out of the Chili Dip, there's been a uh, Team Blue has combined with Team Gorman. And the plan is to go low on Friday. And looking around outside, got a little more rain coming believe in the next 24 hours. So we've already collaborated early this morning, Team Baloo and Team Gorman. We've come up with a soft conditions plan. We're just going to fire at the flag. Going low. Bring your A game out there on Friday. Looking forward to it, man. That's going to be fun. And you can have all the chili you can eat. Hey, the mobile app is driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com, and you can download that fan app right now at the iTunes and Google Play Store. So if you miss the show between 10 and 11, with the app, you can just, uh, you know, punch a couple of buttons. Next thing you know, you're listening to the Buck Baloo Show. Major League Baseball, they actually met yesterday, believe it or not. Got the lockout that continues today. The owners and players met reportedly for five hours yesterday. They started at 1 p.m. I mean, what were they doing in the morning? I mean, they had to get a, a workout in, get on the treadmill for a little bit, take that, maybe the steam, have a little lunch, and then you go to the meeting. Or maybe they're just traveling in. No, they're not traveling because they're doing it, I believe, on online. So that doesn't make any sense. You know, it rarely makes any sense. They met from one to six yesterday. And this just in, they made very little progress. Who didn't know that? They are still not even close to a new CBA. 
And the start of the regular season, man, it's hanging in the balance. They don't get this thing cranked up soon. Opening day, March 31st, you can forget about it. And some of the key issues they did not even address on my. How do you expect to come to a deal if you're not even discussing some of the main issues? Like the competitive balance tax. Doesn't that sound interesting? What about the revenue sharing? Everybody's interested in that. Minimum salaries. Players looking for that to go up. I would too. Somewhere, is it uh, passing with ESPN? He was saying that the Major League Baseball owners believe it's, it's now the players' union time to compromise. They gave a little bit the last time they exchanged proposals, and, and they're not interested in negotiating again or making any other concessions until the players compromise a little bit. So that's where we're at. MLB is uh, the owners. They pulled off the table a few things. Uh, the number of times players can be optioned to AAA. I think that number right now is 93. 93 times they can send you up, down, up, down, down, up, down, up, up, down, up, down. There's really a quality of life issue there with that. Makes it a little easier here in Atlanta because you got the AAA club up to the northeast. And they could catch a cab. Uh, you know, they could hitchhike down to where we're at right now outside Truist Park in the Battery Atlanta. So here we go, man. Nothing getting done. Met five hours yesterday, got uh, got nothing done, very little progress. It really is frustrating because, look, as an Atlanta Braves fan, and we're the home of the Braves, the home of the World Series champion Braves, 680 the fan. It's frustrating because, look, you look, you know, to capitalize on winning the World Series, and as, as fate would have it, we're just going through, you know, this lockout, which is damaging our enjoyment level here in the ATL. I mean, you got the Braves looking to capitalize financially on winning the World Series as far as ticket sales. Uh, you got the, the clothing, the hats, the jerseys, all those things with the little World Series patch on it, everybody. You know, you got to have one of those. Uh, the, uh, the parking, the beer, the food, uh, all that goes along with packing the house. Braves were looking to capitalize on that. Now they're going through this. You know, as a, as a fan... You're looking to get back in the stadium. You know, you want to extend this feel-good thing we've got going on here in Atlanta with the Braves. you got people all over the Deep South making plans. Come to Atlanta. Check out the world champion Braves. And it looks like we are going to end up delaying the season, as fate would have it. Let's chop it up, Nerny. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. So our Charlie Morton, remember what happened to him uh, come postseason time? He took that, that ball off the shin, and it, you know, he continued to pitch, and it broke the fibula. And I know what that feels like. That guy from Auburn, he snapped my leg like a dry twig. But Charlie Morton, though, telling a member of the media that he's mostly caught up in the rehab, meaning he's really close to being able to go full speed, which is great news for the Atlanta Braves. And you know what? As far as the lockout goes, it's probably a good thing for a guy like Charlie Morton to get a little extra time to rehab. Everybody else is 
on hold. He continues to rehab and get better and better and better. Rehab has been going good, by the way. So this isn't really a bad thing for Charlie Morton. Looks like he's going to be ready to lock down one of these top spots in the rotation with Max Freed and Ian Anderson. Wonder how Enoa's doing. I hope he's not beating up on any dugouts as he's rehabbing. But this brave starting rotation looking better with the news that Charlie Morton is mostly caught up. Looking for this rotation to be really, really strong this year. With Charlie Morton making a good chunk of change and hopefully ready to go the full season. Sort of a freak accident, right? You take that ball right off the shin. He's trying to tough it out. Next thing you know, boom, he is done. Braves still able to win the World Series. And there you go. That's us chopping it up. Charlie's doing a little better. Continues to get better and better. That's what I want to hear. Next thing I want to hear is Acuna's doing better and better. All this focus on Freddie, whether Freddie's going to sign the extension with the Atlanta Braves. Will he go to L.A. and play for the Dodgers? What's it going to be? We won't know until this lockout comes to an end. And then that's going to happen fast. But what about Acuna? How's he doing? I'll tell you what, from the look of some of that video I've been seeing, he posts that occasionally in the cage taking a big hack. I was talking to one of my baseball buddies this morning on the way to work, and he said, man, I'd, I'm a little worried about Acuna. And I said, why are you worried about Acuna? He says, well, I saw that video. You know, I've had several knee operations, and I just think he's maybe pushing it too hard. You don't want to push it. I said, yeah, I'm telling you, that video looks like he's 100% the way he's swinging the bat. And if Freddie's going to be gone, let's say, Freddie, worst-case scenario, Freeman signs with the Dodgers when this lockout's over. Freddie stays home. Freddie gets that sixth year at $30 million that the Dodgers won't hesitate to cut the check. And the Braves were a little more uh, financially fiscal, fiscally uh, responsible here with the Atlanta Braves. And there's the, the rub right there. They don't want to be paying Freddie Freeman at 38, 39 years old, $30 million a year, because they anticipate there's going to be some drop-off in production. By the way, we need to get plan B ready just in case Freddie does sign with the Dodgers. Plan B, very important. All right, before I've got that Kirby A-list on the offensive line coaches, let's go no huddle. It's time to go no huddle. Presented by Roof It Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. Boom. All right, a little college football no huddle. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, we're tempo, huh? We're going to speed things up a little bit. All right, on the line, on the line, get set. We'll start with, uh, what's the deal with... Blue Char 80! Blue 80! I see it, I see it, Blue, I see it. Hot, hot, hot! Miami, what's the deal with Charlie Strong down there with the Canes? Well, I thought it, I said it yesterday, I thought it was a big-time hire for the new head coach there with the Hurricanes, getting Charlie Strong, guy with a lot of ties in the state of Florida, uh, can recruit big-time, he can coach, people know who he is. And they brought him in to be the linebacker, inside linebacker coach. And then overnight I read that they're also going to make him the co-defensive coordinator on Cristobal's staff. It looks pretty strong to play off Charlie Strong's last name. 
Good for the Canes. They need. We need the well, football's better. College football's better when the Canes are making a little noise. And it feels. I mean, most of these are just off-season coaching moves, but it feels like they might be building a little bit of momentum down there. Yeah, the content's a little slow these days. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Buck, um, down in Auburn, is Brian Harson getting back to normal over there on the plains? Is that possible for them? Gosh, man, that whole scenario was crazy, wasn't it? I mean, Harson, he goes on vacation down to Mexico, and they tried to they tried to move him right on out of there at Auburn. It's funny that all that was happening. He's just out of he's out of town. You know, they were uh, saying, Harson, you can't really be hiring anybody. You know, we need to monitor all this stuff because we're trying to get rid of your butt. But it doesn't look like Harson is able to bring in any coaches outside his umbrella. He has just promoted his wide receiver coach to offensive coordinator. And this was a guy that was with him at Boise State. Promoting uh, Kai Saw, I believe his name is. Uh, Key Saw, something like Hard to tell how you pronunciate it. Just know that, that he was one of his assistant coaches out at Boise State that he brought to Auburn. Can't go out and get anybody else. You got to promote what you got. And that's, that's what he's done. Uh, promoted him to offensive coordinator. Now, look, let me be real here. Harson's the offensive coordinator. He, What Harson was looking to do when he brought that NFL dude in from the Seahawks and they announced, hey, they uh, hired a new offensive coordinator. A little deceiving. That's just optics. Because really what Harson's looking for, he's looking for somebody to do all the offensive coordinator work and then Harson steps in on Saturday when the cameras are rolling, and he takes over the play calling on Saturday, on game day. Now, it's tough to find an offensive coordinator that wants to work under those conditions, right? You're going to do all the work. You're going to get none of the credit. You're going to let the head coach get all the credit. So you do the work, and then you don't even get to call the plays? What kind of job is that? On top of that, it doesn't seem to be the most stable situation in Auburn, so that it's hard to say how attractive those jobs yeah, might be. Yeah, why would you go join that staff right yeah. now? You wouldn't. Well, Kirby Smart looking for a new offensive line coach, but I hear he's not the only SEC coach looking for some assistance. Yeah, it seems like all these coaches are looking for somebody. How about Josh Heupel up at Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Needs a new wide receiver coach. Cody Burns has gone to the National Football League. And there's some quality guys out there he could bring in. Uh, Kelsey Pope, he was the assistant wide receiver coach, so you could just promote him if you're Josh Heupel. What about Trooper Taylor? I remember that name. Yeah, he's got some ties to Tennessee. He's the wide receiver coach at Duke. So that'd be a promotion for him. You want to bring him in. How about Billy Gonzalez? That name's been around a long time in the SEC. He's the ex-Florida wide receiver coach with Dan Mullen. And Billy Gonzalez, when Napier took the job, Gonzalez was not retained. You're going to have to clean up, clean up the office and get on out of here. So there's some guys Heupel may or may not be looking at right now. I would think that might be a more attractive job than, say, the offense or the Auburn job. At least offensively in Tennessee, they seem to be doing things right. Yeah, the wide receiver coach, you, you got to be able to coach and recruit. It's, it's one of those spots. Well, speaking of recruiting, Buck, or re-recruiting, de-recruiting, 
Georgia Tech running back Jemias Griffin entering the transfer portal now for the second time. He was a running back? He's, he's a, running a running back. back. Well, okay. he, he does it all for Tech, but yeah, he's a running back that can return kicks, catch, catch the ball. He's quite the player now. Jack of all trades. Yeah. So well, when he he was in this portal earlier, yes, and then he, he entered got in, out of the portal, entered in December, and, and now he's back in. Just a couple of weeks later, it seemed he removed himself from the portal, and then just recently he has put himself back into the portal. Now, Nerney, it seems like Tech is there's been an overflow of people getting out of there, but Nerney, you're telling me there's only four that have transferred out. Uh, oh, God, I don't know that's what the exact just, number is. That's oh, just four since Friday. Since Friday. Yeah, yeah, okay. see, uh, yeah. The top pass rusher, Jordan Dominic, he uh, he entered a portal. Another defensive lineman yesterday entered the portal. I'd say the, the most uh, alarming thing I think I saw was Mike Lockhart, the defensive lineman who entered the portal yesterday, put out a message on Twitter. And in the message, he said, due to uncertainty in the program. That was part of his, his message on Twitter. So that's yeah. that's kind of a, an alarming thing to read. Well, yeah, because, you know, that is perpetuating all through the roster down on the flats, hashtag 404. And it's it's really interesting with Jemias Griffin because he was he was going to be the guy before Jameer Gibbs got to campus. Uh, Griffin was a four-star kid out of Rome. I think he was a Gatorade uh, player of the year uh, that year. So a big get by Jeff Collins. And when he announced uh, a couple months ago that he was entering the portal, it was really it was kind of confusing because he was next in line with Gibbs gone. He was going to be you know running back one going into next year. So I don't know what's going you know going on behind the scenes with him or with the program, but it's confusing to see a guy give up as much playing time at Tech as he's going to give up. Yeah, you would think Griffin would be saying, okay, I've got a chance to be the go-to guy at running back this year. They must have told him differently. That was one of the things Sean pointed out yesterday as well. Uh, We see so many players across the country entering the transfer portal. More often than not, it's to get to a better situation, either a better program or more playing time. In Tech's case, some of these guys were already lined up to have playing time, more than enough playing time, and they're still finding themselves leaving the program. Hashtag 404. That's your college football no huddle. Yeah. No huddle brought to you by Roof It Forward on Buck Baloo's College Football Today. You know, I was reading this this piece online here uh, overnight, getting ready for the show today, and I ran across one article that was uh, that was all about who has lost the most this offseason in the transfer portal. And the Auburn Tigers were number one. Now, I did not see Georgia Tech on the list. Maybe I didn't scroll down far enough to see it. But right now, Auburn has suffered the most defections getting out of there. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, get in there, touchdown! Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Glogu, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Yeah, Kirby uh, suddenly looking for an offensive line coach. The big story that came down yesterday is that Matt Luke has resigned as the offensive line coach on Kirby Smart staff to, and I quote, spend more time with his family. I know a lot of people probably chuckling at that, but I do believe this to be true. My investigation overnight, checking in with sources, checking with sources close to uh, the Georgia program, and I've got 
numerous sources there. I uh, left those conversations believing this is real. Matt Luke wanting to spend more time with his family and in a position because of the payout, the money he got as a head coach at Ole Miss allows him to do that. But it puts Kirby in a tough spot. They've got spring football practice cranking up in three weeks. Who's going to be the offensive line coach? Well, I've got an A-list of candidates that Kirby may or may not be looking at, and I'll start with Will Friend over at Auburn right now. He was with Bobo at Colorado State, previously at Georgia, went to Tennessee. He was on the Tennessee volunteer staff with Pruitt. Now he's, he's over at Auburn where it can't be feeling real comfortable over there at Auburn right now with Harson's situation. They are paying Will Friend reportedly $700,000 to be the offensive line coach. There's an option right there, Will Friend. And I just know, having been around offensive linemen all my my life, it seems like, that the line about Will Friend with the offensive linemen that he's coaching is he's not trying to be anybody's friend. Number two, behind door number two, Stacy Searles. Now, right now, Stacy's at North Carolina. He was also on Mark Rick's staff from 2007 to 2010 before Will Friend stepped in when Searles left. Uh, Stacy Searles went to Texas, Mac Brown there, went to Virginia Tech, was in Miami with the Hurricanes. Now he's back with Mac Brown at North Carolina. They're paying him roughly $500,000 to be the offensive line coach. Behind door number three, Greg Atkins. South Carolina offensive line coach, a guy that I got to know a little bit. He was with Donnan when Donnan was the head coach at Georgia. Got to know Coach Atkins pretty well. Uh, Just saw he was up at South Forsyth High School looking at one of our our offensive linemen here recently. He's making $550,000 in the second year of a two-year deal. Three years at Marshall as the offensive line coach. He was at Georgia with Donnan from 96 to 2000. He was the Tennessee Volunteers offensive line coach from 2003 to 2008. Really good offensive line coach that can recruit. Behind door number four, Alex Atkins. Now, this is not Greg's brother. They are not related. Alex Atkins is now at Florida State. Now, he's got the title of offensive coordinator, and it's another one of those deals where we're going to give you the title, we're going to bump up your salary a little bit. But if the truth be told, me, Coach Norvell, the head coach, I'm really the offensive coordinator. You're going to do all the work during the week, and then I'm going to take the glory or the criticism come Saturday on game time. Atkins, by the way, reputation of being the lead recruiter on that Seminole staff. They're paying him $625,000 to be the offensive line coach and the uh, the offensive coordinator with the title. Behind door number five, this might be attractive for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. You've got Nick Jones, the former Georgia offensive lineman, and he has... He's waiting on his Super Bowl ring to show up. He was the L.A. Rams this year. He was the assistant offensive line coach during that run for the Super Bowl. So I'm going to put a little asterisk next to Nick Jones's name. You would think he knows the landscape in Athens, knows the recruiting area 
in Athens. He's going to wear that Super Bowl ring and all these Metro Atlanta high schools trying to lure in these big-time four- and five-star offensive linemen. Nick Jones is somebody to keep an eye on here. And then I contacted a former Auburn offensive line coach under Tommy Tuberville, Hugh Nall. He was my center at Georgia. He's now in the trucking business down in Albany, Georgia. And I asked Hugh, are you coming out of retirement? Take that Georgia offensive line job. And Hugh responded, he said, uh, no. He said after spring practice, they wouldn't have enough portals for all the on offensive linemen to get out of there if they hired me. Basically, Hugh Nall, going to be a, a tough coach, uh, tough on those offensive linemen. He don't think these young guys can take that kind of hard coaching anymore. So there you go. There's an A-list for you there. Keep an eye on Nick Jones, L.A. Rams assistant offensive line coach. Might be a guy that Kirby's going to take a look at. And look now, as I mentioned earlier, about the grind. It's real as, an, off, as a, uh, an assistant coach on Kirby Smart staff. You're going to be putting in these 16 to 18 hour days. You're going to be uh, working uh, every week. Uh, you might 50 work weeks. You might get two weeks off if you're lucky. And so that is at the top of the list for Kirby. Can you coach? Can you recruit? And are you going to be a hard worker? You got to pass the test there with those three items. Are you going to work hard enough? Put in the hours. The grind is real. Just ask Matt Luke, who stepped away because of it. All right, coming up, we'll finish things up. We'll uh, visit that Saudi Super Golf League that I was talking about and um, do that next. Glad you're with us today. The Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. I like the way, I like the way. I like the way move. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Here on the fan, be careful what you're doing during the commercial breaks. Might end up on air. I am a music lover. What can I say? And I'm a uh, golf lover, too. Looking forward to that chili dip open coming up on Friday. We got Team Baloo teamed up with Team Gorman. We're looking to go low. So bring that A game out there Friday if you're going to play with us. Firing at the pins with these soft conditions out there. Speaking of golf, the Saudi Super League has lost some momentum. Rory saying is, and I quote, dead in the water. We've got all of the top 10 players on the PGA Tour that have turned their back to this opportunity. All that money that they were offering up really is sort of bribing them to come on in. 
All that money from those rich blankety blanks, as Mickelson called them. Those scary blankety blanks. They were going to offer, reportedly, offer Brian, Bryson DeChambeau more money than Tiger Woods has ever won on the tour in his career. Over $130 million. Yeah, and Dustin Johnson and reportedly Bryson DeChambeau going into the weekend this past week release statements. They're going to stick with the PGA Tour. They're not jumping ship here. That's what Rory's saying. They're dead in the water. They got none of the top players in the world. None of them. Mickelson not regarded as one of the top players in the world anymore. But I tell you what, he sure is stirring it up, man. I saw where Billy Horschel was taking a shot at him for those comments. He uh, Mickelson did this interview back in November with this golf writer. And Mickelson called the PGA Tour commissioner a dictator. And basically said, look, he, he's taking a look at this, this tour if it would mean that it would help reshape the PGA Tour. That's what Mickelson was saying. Plus, line his pockets with more money. He's saying they haven't had a lot of leverage over the, in the past, and this could create some leverage for the players. Yeah, and what Horschel's saying is some of the statements Mickelson was making were a bunch of lies. They were false. No truth to them. Horschel saying, I don't know where he's getting his information from. It's unbelievable that he would say certain things because he understands how the PGA Tour works. For him to say certain things about obnoxious greed and the PGA Tour sitting on $20 billion and some other things are just complete lies. No truth at all to that. And then Horschel continue. Horschel is a Florida Gator. Hey, Horschel. He's saying it's tough because Phil has been a, uh, an ambassador for the game of golf and honestly feels like he's hurting his reputation and tarnishing his leg- legacy a little bit, quote-unquote. Uh, Rory saying over the weekend, talking about Mickelson, calling him, and I quote, naive, selfish, egotistical, ignorant. It's what Rory was throwing at Mickelson, who has long been a guy that, well, the whispers have always been around the PGA Tour Nobody really wanted to go public with it, but that Mickelson's the biggest jerk out there on tour. By the way, Bucks Beat Podcast, episode 51, caught up with Billy Andrade, who played on the PGA Tour. He's living in Atlanta, has for some time. He's on the Champions Tour right now. And I, I was hanging out with Billy on the podcast, asking, asking him about the Saudi Super League. And, and let's hear uh, some of that right now, a little taste of Billy Andrade. I think the PGA Tour and the players need to bond together here. And uh, my attitude is if, hey, you want to go play somewhere else, go for it. But, you know, if you want to come back, uh, there might be some repercussions. And I don't know if, if all the players that decide to go over and join this league are going to be able to cherry pick, so, so to speak, cherry pick and play wherever they want to play and then come back and play the PGA Tour. I don't know if that's true. I, don't, I, I, I hope that we can all bond together and something like that could happen. Yeah, and you can hear, hear that full interview on Bucks Beat Podcast. You can get it wherever it is you get your podcast and uh, find it there, Apple, wherever it is you find those, or you can go to thepodcastpark.com and find it there. You're probably going to need to scroll down a little bit to be able to find it there, but it, I promise you it's on there. 
and uh, the podcast park. We want more of, uh, do you want more of what you hear on 680 The Fan? That's what the podcast park is all about. You can check out our array of incredible podcasts brought to you by the Associated Credit Union. From the Braves to the Dogs, from the Falcons to uh, beer. Who's doing a beer podcast? Is that you, DT? No, but my my ears just perked up. I'm interested. I could maybe come on and give a little analysis. You could probably do a, a golf one too, man. I mean, yeah, you're on top of this thing. We're talking about it, maybe. And you hear the uh, the promo running right now. The Braves uh, season just around the corner. There, Bucks B typically is about the Bulldogs and the Braves. And so I want to add that to the, the promo that's going out there. You can look forward to more of that. I just had Snitker on, Braves World Series manager, Adam Wainwright, one of the great pitchers, uh, future Hall of Famer, now with the Cardinals, first-round pick of the Braves out of Glen Academy in Brunswick. So. You've always got good, good guests lined up for that podcast. Yeah, so we uh, continue on. Episode 51 is up right now with my man Billy Andre. Let's get to the final word. Want to give a big congratulations to the pride of Marietta High School. No, not Dansby. I'm talking about Eric Zier, baby, the Bulldog legend. Z-Man went into the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame over the weekend with a 2022 class. The Macon-Georgia ceremony, always a classy event. And Z-Man going in there with some real legends. Stuart Sink went in this week, PGA Tour player. Steve Holman, longtime voice of the Hawks. Warwick Dunn from the Falcons. I mean, this is a classy group, man. Z-Man, congratulations. A real trendsetter during his days at Georgia. One of the first early enrollees in college football where Z-Man said, you know what, I'm going to skip the rest after the football season ended his senior year at Marietta High School. He said, man, I'm, I'm going to Georgia early. I'm getting a head start. Graduation, uh, graduating from high school early. That's what he did. A real trendsetter doing that. Now look at it. You're, you're seeing it uh, at least five, ten guys. Every class over there at Georgia showing up early. Zyre also the first Georgia quarterback to lead with the passing game. And we were all happy for him. And it's true, we were a little jealous. Zyre averaged like 30 attempts a game. Ballou less than 15. But a uh, big fan of Eric Zire. Just really happy for him going into the George Sports Hall of Fame. And happy for Holman and Sink and Dunn and all those guys. Chadwick, Coach Chadwick got in there. All right, that's going to do it for us. Buck Belushi Show, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. We'll do it again tomorrow. Mort will join us. Chris Mortensen, our NFL insider. And a lot more tomorrow. Hope you'll be with us then. Stay tuned. Nick and Chris coming up next. Well, thank you, Buck. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.